Welcome to the Speak in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick. I'm Kevin. And this week we're going to be talking about Scorpio. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about Mass Effect Andromeda's patch. And we're going to be talking about other things. What? This week in our collective heads. Wanna put an old rumor to bed. Stereotype that you've all heard. How we're all just angry video game nerds. Most of us have actual jobs. Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah. This week in our collective heads. This week in our collective heads. So welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick. Kevin. And we're we're here giving you gaming news, like I've said already. Uh, but, uh, he says that a lot. I do say that a lot. Mostly on Sundays. That's the thing that I do. Uh, but we had, some, we had some interesting gaming news uh, this week. I do say that a lot as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, we, we're going to start like we do every single week uh, with the backwards compatible games for Xbox. Right. Because yeah. no one else tells you about this unless you're following Major Nelson on Twitter. No one else talks yeah, I, about I this. I can't unfollow him. Like, this is the thing that he gives me that keeps me listening yeah. because these are these are awesome. Yeah. So uh, we have Civilization Revolution. Yes. And... You can tell me about how that's different from the other games in the Civilization series. I'm going to assume that it's during the Revolution, the American Revolution. I don't know. You um, are mistaken. I am. Yeah. In Civilization, uh -huh. uh, they typically have a giant square map, right? Okay. So in Civilization Revolution, you play it on a merry-go-round. Oh. Of that's, islands. That's And so, like, the whole thing is on a disc. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's basically like... Uh, like before, you know, we were able to to verify all this kind of stuff. They thought that we were on the back of a turtle or yeah. whatever, and so this is this is kind of taking that mythology from real life and and putting it into a civilization game. That's interesting. So you can only advance up to the point mm -hmm. where you could discover that this is not how the world actually is. Okay. And then it kind of zooms out and the world refolds and it shows you. The world was not as you thought it was. You're not on a merry-go-round. That's interesting. That's really and interesting. fake. And fake. Very fake. If we don't know the game, we do make it up. And speaking of that, yes. uh, we also have uh, Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Please tell me about Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. So Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet is actually uh, an indie game um, okay. that is based on the principles of Carl Jung, uh, Jung, whatever, however you pronounce mm -hmm. that, the the philosopher in regards to in regards to the uh, the uh, strive to reach one's self one's true self through the conscious and subconscious sure. and through and through the shadow uh, uh if you guys have listened to tool 46 and 2 is, is actually about this and right. trying to become a better person so this is similar except it's a planet okay and there's a shadow planet and you're you're trying to get this civilization uh, to awaken itself mm -hmm. uh, as a whole and collective consciousness, okay. and to ascend. So, so do you start off on the shadow planet or the regular? Start off planet? on the regular planet. Okay. You have to pass through the shadow planet to become to get to the to get to, to the to the best true, version of yeah, the yeah. best version okay. of, of a planet. And there are a lot of phases that you go through uh, in that. So essentially, where where uh, the games are are not quite the same because you're like, oh well, that sounds like civilization, except with this weird shadow planet thing. It's not like that though because you're not worrying about building like um, 
like buildings and everything. Okay. You're worried about the consciousness of the people. And, right. You're, and you're, you're trying to get them to wake up. Yeah. Basically. So in regards to spirituality, religion, whatever, and getting them to understand that the higher higher level of consciousness. And so I, I've heard that the mechanics of this game is that you the way that you awaken them is with card games. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Okay. It's, it's so it's a card game that that is uh, it's similar. It's like a mix between Uno and chess. Yeah, naturally. Um, and and it it's. I think they were trying to go for the um, what's the triple triad. They were trying yeah. to go for like something like triple triad, and that's actually what it started started with was the group okay. of people played. They had like printed up triple triad cards to like play in college. I would, I would love that. Right. So I like they they that. were doing that in college, and and uh, enough people were like you know that uh, when they were in college like as computer developers they were like oh that's cool and then they started kind of like hanging out and they came up with this idea of a card game and this was their way of like creating a game around their card game okay yeah which does not exist so they're they're the two made up games um thank you xbox for keeping on giving us backwards compatible games and opportunities for Mm -hmm. improv jokes yes we usually actually get to talk about games that are that actually do exist we we know most of them but like usually usually every once in a while they come along and we make them up there are a lot of indie games that we just don't get around to uh and those are definitely uh indie games we didn't get around to (laughs) so there we go so uh hey sean nice to have you in the comments yeah Uh, let us know what you think about the Mass Effect Andromeda patch because yeah. that is our that is our first topic. Mass Effect came out and there yep. there were there were a lot of issues with it. Yep. So to bring you up to speed, essentially Mass Effect, amazing amazing uh, series of games, uh, and the um, so when they came out with Andromeda, the idea was we're done with the Commander Shepard trilogy. We're going to come out with a new thing. They well, started... I mean the way you end Mass Effect three, it's it's. Like it, it would be, it would be hard to continue. Sure. With the same type of game. Yeah. So like, in the let's do a different, let's now. do a different game, let's do a different type, and in within the universe. And from what I've heard, because I haven't played it yet, I canceled my pre-order. What I've heard that the combat's pretty good, mm-hmm. the story's pretty good, the facial animations are horrendous. And I've yeah. seen uh, a video after we, video of this. We, We've been over this. Videos, I just videos catch and, people up just in right, case. Right, but the the videos and gifts have have just just exploded on the internet hurts. of <laughs> what's going on here and even even well, my like, face is tired That's even like the def- yeah, yeah just the default face yeah. looks wrong yeah so then, there is a patch that is supposed to uh to to not fix it but to make it look more pleasing and yeah. more natural and the reason all this came out is they they outsourced all of the um the artwork they outsourced all the facial animation where like Bethesda and those those companies have like they basically wrote software specifically for that. Yeah. And Bioware went, and eh, we're busy working on the story. You guys do the facial animations. Um yeah. so I, I've seen some comparisons to this. It still doesn't look great. Um Chris and I were talking about it saying uh that the we were actually talking about the previous incarnation, not post patch, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look Terrible. It's not Assassin's Creed Unity levels of, yeah. of of horror where the person no longer has skin; they just have eyes and no skull. And you're like, ah, there's just muscle and skull. Right. It, it it just looks off. Yes. And and but the the people who have been into the Mass Effect uh, games, like this is this is a thing that that happens kind of to the side. It's unfortunate, yeah. but uh, like the gameplay for the most part seems to be what people like. Yes. But 
the the main thing that differentiated Mass Effect as a series from all the other things that were out there were the personal relationships. Exactly. That that's why people were there exactly. to bone aliens. Yes, that's what this game is about. Yeah, and 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 so that's that's one of the disappointing things is that they they focus so much on on the the gameplay in the world, but that's kind of why I want to be there. Yeah. And so so I sh- I'm going I'm going to get it. When I can, yeah. right now I'm I'm still going through. Uh, well, I've got Salt and Sanctuary on mm-hmm. the Vita. I've got Neo. Mm-hmm. I've got Horizon. Horizon, yeah. I'm still trying to play Overwatch. Um, and there's like, a lot. There's there's a lot of stuff out right now. And uh, somebody was asking on Twitter the other day, um, is is February the new November? We still have November, <laughs> and so like like all of that all of that is still going on. This is. To, for my money and literal money because I spent money on this stuff this is the best spring I have yeah. ever seen in video games we've got all that and Kingdom Hearts 2 came out last week with yeah. Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and, and blah, all the games yeah. that were not available on PS4 for forever mm-hmm. you can get for 50 bucks 50 bucks uh, like, like you said these are games that these are games that were on multiple platforms. They were on Vita. They were on. They were on the DS. They were not they, on Vita. Uh, there was one on Vita. No, there was one on PSP. PSP. I apologize. Sorry. There's one. I, I thought it was Vita. I apologize. So, <laughs> I, I just like getting so multiple. Getting you for like multiple. Little niggly okay, things. so there are multiple f- platforms, but now one disc. Yeah, because it, one it's, game it started. It was. It was on. And, and that's that's the thing. It didn't even stay in the same family. No, it wasn't just PlayStation. Because like there are there are stuff like uh, Pokemon goes back and forth between mobile and, sure. and console and stuff. Okay, but like <laughs> Kingdom Hearts went from like Nintendo to PlayStation back to Nintendo to PlayStation. It's 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 running all over the place. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. And so I'm not willing to. I, I don't have the time or the money to chase kingdom hearts around yeah but if you give me a giant collection that i can play with my kids which is my intention this is this is going to be my family yes because excuse me courtney's on board for this i know the girls are on board for this and i will finally get to do it because i played it for a little while and i was like this isn't challenging it's and and i'm it's and that's, not that's that's, that's the per- yeah that, like, that's the thing for me is like if if the game is not going to to be a fair yeah. beat me up in the face game yeah you, like, and, you and want that, to be that challenged. was that was my issue yeah. with Tearaway yeah Tearaway is an adorable game yeah. that has all kinds of cute and interesting things going on but it's not like it's not hard yeah yeah the I mean the only games that I think get away with that are if if you're the game and the character is supposed to be that amazing duke nukem comes to example right yeah. i want to jump in there and just and that's it um uh, bulletstorm i mentioned mm-hmm. i mentioned before which i've been talking about bulletstorm for years i'm glad that the uh we're talking about that in a bit we're gonna well. be talking about bulletstorm yeah. later so but uh it's a great example of of all right we're gonna do something over the top you're crazy powerful for the most part but that but works there, in context. But there's also like there's there's a trick element to it because yeah. like with the score thing and you can do like special yeah. attacks and, and get higher him. score. Yeah. And so like you can create your own challenge for yes. it. Kingdom Hearts 
there's not unless you're trying to do like a sword only run or something. So Kingdom Kingdom Hearts and and I I love the integration of because I'm a Disney fanatic and I love Final Fantasy and, and I'm I'm so, a Final Fantasy yeah. So yeah. the integration uh, of the of the Disney world and the Final Fantasy and the and the uh, let's be honest uh, generic anime that they've mashed into the story to make it a thing. Yeah. Works because of that. It it actually worked as a really good blend where one is not taking too much from the other. Yeah. Uh, Sora and everything are just as interesting to me. They're they're just as interesting. You come up with a game of that without uh, Disney that could be a decent RPG, but you mash everything together and it's beautiful. Yeah, and you you they they created a world where it's it it is the. The more simplistic side of it's 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 all about love and and being yeah. and it's God of War on easy mode. Yeah. Um. It, every now and then there are there are challenging um there are challenging like bosses boss mm-hmm. fights and everything, but for the most part it is it is a it is a family game and I think that um a lot of gamers a lot of gamers like that a lot of gamers like the the story aspect of it, so I think it's I think it's a great you know. Great integration of all those things. Yeah. Good spring. I don't have time for Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> what I do have time for yeah. is to analyze Scorpio specs. Oh, yeah. That's our next thing. Oh, yeah. Um, because uh, Microsoft has revealed the Scorpio specs yes. for for the for the most powerful system ever made. And it is. It absolutely is. The the PlayStation 4 to the PlayStation Pro, is it was like 1.2 yeah. times as powerful. This is like 1.5. This is a substantial jump. Yeah. So go, go ahead it's, and... It, Explain what you can of this. Yeah. We're, we're, we're looking at the stats right now. So he's, he's so, going to tell me what he knows about this because I know nothing. So apologize. This is going to be a little... Uh, I'm going to try to speak in English here for the most part. Uh, so uh, Project Scorpio has uh, eight custom uh, uh, x86 cores clocked at uh, 2.3 gigahertz. That's So it's eight cores all together clocking at uh, 2.3 gigahertz. So essentially right. it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's like two quad-core processors is essentially how it runs. Right. Um, so it's like having two quad core um, computers together with duct tape duct tape because that's how these things work in uh, so if if you want to compare that uh, the Xbox one is eight custom Jaguar cores clocked at 1.75 so if you want to just go for easy numbers uh, eight and eight and, uh, and one of 1.75 versus 2.3 yeah. so that's the big difference there if you want easy numbers but the way that they the the architecture with the new Scorpio one is going to run more uh, more efficient it's going to be faster yeah. uh, in regards to that co- uh, computation uh, PS4 Pro uh, has those sa- has similar it's eight Jaguar cores and they're clocked at 2.1 gigahertz so again you have a difference Midfield. between 1.75 and 2.1 versus 2.3 that's not that big of a difference except for that speed of computation because of the type different ar- different architecture and here's where we get into some more interesting stuff so we've got 40 co- uh, uh, com- uh, so uh, the GPU is 40 uh, computized compute components at uh, 1172 uh, megahertz so, the, so essentially we're talking about crazy speed with GPU and the GPU here is not a dedica- dedicated uh, card uh, as if um, uh, if you're getting like a GPU for your computer, uh, that you're gonna have like, oh, I want a gig or two gig or whatever. Yeah. It's actually using the the onboard memory of the Xbox. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's what that's what all of these do. So to compare that, so we'll just worry about the speed of how quickly it's using it. Mm-hmm. So 1172 uh, uh, megahertz versus uh, 853 for an Xbox uh, One and 911 
for uh, PS4 Pro. Now, uh, that speed difference between the uh, PS4 Pro and the Project Scorpio is considerable. It's, yeah. it's considerable. I know these are just numbers, numbers, numbers. That is actually considerable. That means it's actually going to be able to, uh, to access and give you better visuals faster you're going to have less frame rate drops it's going to be it's, it's really cool now the memory we're talking about how quick it uses the memory so uh x the project scorpio again is 12 uh 12 gigabytes of ddr5 mm -hmm. uh as opposed to the xbox one which is eight and uh so is the uh the ps4 pro um and you, so you have yes, you do have more memory, but you have faster access to that memory, which right. nowadays that's, the, that's that's even better. Yeah. Uh, memory bandwidth uh, again, we're talking so not only fast access to to it in regards to the the frequency, but the uh, the uh, bandwidth of how much you can you can pull. Uh, we have uh, three hundred and twenty six gigabytes a second uh, in the project in Project Scorpio, uh, yeah. comparatively to. Uh, 204 with an Xbox One, 219 with an Xbox One S, and 218 with a, a PS4 Pro. So every so it, single it, bit of it is more. It's it's and and it's considerable. considerably more. It's considerably more. This is a six teraflop uh, machine. So mm -hmm. to to compare that, I'm gonna have the teraflop for uh, Xbox One is 1.2. Yeah, because the Switch is like just at one. I think the Xbox One is like at 1.2. Uh, I can double check that. I believe the PS4 Pro is at, uh, I think it's at three or four, but I can't remember. So okay. again, still a better console. Here's my problem with it. Okay. What they gave us was what I just gave you. Right. Info dump. A bunch of numbers. Oh, also the 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 Scorpio will play 4K Blu-rays, which yes. Yeah. So the the Xbox One S did that as yes. well. PlayStation, owned by Sony, yep. who has the Blu-ray, yep. didn't do this. Now, didn't I, don't, do this. I, don't, I don't get that part. I, I think that they realize that that the market for 4K Blu-ray isn't quite there yet. Yeah, we're, we're not, but it will be within this generation. It, it will be. In, I think that's short-sighted. My, my biggest reasoning uh, for it being part of this generation is similar to the PS3 and the Xbox uh, 360. Mm-hmm. So the PS3 was on Blu-ray discs. Mm -hmm. The Xbox 360 were on DVD. And they I were... thought it was HD DVD. No. Really? Yeah. Huh. HD DVD was a separate add-on you could plug into your Xbox 360. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I bought my Xbox. Make it run. It runs DVD. When it started, it was regular DVDs. Then it was dual layer. So at the beginning... Uh, yeah, at the beginning which, of which their life cycle... Which is why they had the, the multi-disc. Yeah, the multi-disc... That is awful. Don't yeah. do that. So at the beginning of the life cycle for the 360 and the PS3, the 360 was uh, was able to access. It was uh, each disc was four and a half gig of memory because it was just a DVD, right? <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Meanwhile, over on the PS3 side of the house, we're at 25, and that's before mm -hmm. they added dual layer D dual layer Blu-ray. Yeah. So talking about the 4K ultra ultra high def Blu-ray. We are talking about uh, we are talking about uh, more memory, which means for physical releases, which are still a thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> so, back back to this week's news. This is the issue that I and I believe you have with it too. They threw numbers at us, yep. which are impressive numbers. Yep. I don't care, My, because yep. they didn't tell me why I yeah. should. Because like, 
games are pretty. Games and, are pretty. And, and I, I, I feel like the market that they're reaching for is the PC market. You're exactly right. Two, the two things with yeah. that is like, if, if you are if you are this into specs and the biggest and the baddest and yep. the best, you're already playing on PC. The second element of that mm -hmm. is that Xbox specifically puts their exclusive games also on PC, yep. Xbox anywhere. So why, who, who, is, who is the audience? I have been wrong before, mm -hmm. and I will, I will say that, because the Xbox One S, I didn't get that either, but that sold really well. So I mean, I and I upgraded to it. Uh, I upgraded to it because of the 4K. I upgraded it to essentially um, future-proof myself. Right. Um, I sold my my uh, Xbox One uh, for a decent price, and then flipped that and bought an Xbox One S specifically mm -hmm. to future-proof for the 4K Blu-ray. Yeah. Because I thought, okay, I'll already have that ready. So yeah. then later on, if I get a 4K but, TV, and and see, that's the thing is like. I'm not even 100% sure I know somebody with a 4K TV. Like, that that's Chris. going to happen. We'll get... Of course he does. <laughs> um, hey, Chris. Uh, so, so like... That's that's a thing that's yeah. going to happen. We're not we're not there yet. Yeah. I believe I believe that over time, mm -hmm. the Xbox Scorpio will be able to to ramp up, and, oh, yeah. and this this will be the one to get. The main thing is that this is the one for non-exclusive games. At the beginning of the generation, PS4, there there's like this whole oh it's 1080p and 60 frames per second, and like, okay. If you're sitting down to a game and playing it, yeah. you don't notice. But if you if you have these side by side comparisons, that's how you can. Yeah. That's how and when you can tell. Yeah. But there is the. It looks better on this system, mm -hmm. and that that combined with Xbox's horrible rollout of the original Xbox yeah. One enabled PlayStation to be selling twice as much as the Xbox One. So amazing I, exclusives and everything. And and I think that this this could help Xbox, but here's my problem with it. Looking at these specs, mm -hmm. I'm still stuck on that's this is going to be a $600 console, 599 console. This is okay, if you tried to build this, if you tried to build this at home, this isn't this is an expensive console, like yeah. expensive PC build. Right. Um, where you have people who are building um, uh, gaming rigs, you can build an inexpensive gaming rig. Mm -hmm. but an expensive gaming rig nowadays is six to eight hundred dollars. Well, if you're trying to mass produce a console and make it smaller, you're you're still hitting that price range. Yeah. If you're trying to if you're trying to to compete with that, especially they they previously said okay well this is going to be 4K capable I say bull I think it's it's basically going to be upscaling most of uh, most yeah. to 4K. Well, one of the interesting things about it is even for people who don't have 4K TVs, most of us. Um, so one of the things that they that they're saying that the the Xbox Scorpio will do is super sample, yep. which means that it creates a 4K image yep. and then compresses it back down to 1080 so that everything's smoothed out. Correct. I'm looking forward to seeing how that looks. Yeah. But we're here for the games. Yes. When when PlayStation 4 rolled out, they said, you want games? Here's all the games. Great example of that, PlayStation 4, when they were trying to show how pretty everything looked, uh, there were many games that they showed to show how look, how, look how great these graphics are. Mm -hmm. And there are ways you can talk about the tech specs and show something pretty. Yeah. Knack. 
was a great example of that. Yeah. The objects on screen in Knack and the way they interact independently with each other. It's 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 beautiful. And Resogun, the the Resogun's a great example vox, of this voxels well. yeah. versus pixels. Like they they actually create 3D objects yeah. that they can manipulate. And that game gets crazy. Yeah. Like there's so much going on screen at the time and you can still tell what's going on because it's crisp and it's clean and it's beautiful. Yeah. And so Un- until until you tell me why I need this, yeah, I don't care. So I think uh, this year is going to go down as the as the year of bad communication to customers, because Nintendo did it. Yeah, and Xbox is kind of doing it because but, they're talking to. I think you're right. They're talking because, to the PC because of people. because of the games. Yes, Nintendo was able because because they were like, oh, there's not enough games. They're continuously rolling out yeah. these like indie titles, and there's something. Okay, uh, since I think since last time we mm-hmm. we had a show, yeah. I'm now on board for the Switch. I need a Switch yeah. because of <laughs> Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Yeah. yeah, because the because the controls are perfect. Okay, so like this is, this is a Switch. These knobs are yep. just a little bit too big, yeah. and like Binding Binding of Isaac is is such a it's honestly a twitch shooter it a is. lot of the it time, is. and and so. The tiniest difference yeah. between between the controls of the Vita and the PlayStation Four mean that I can't play it on the PlayStation Four. I tried yeah. to stream it one time; it was awful. Yeah, but and the, the Switch is perfect, yeah. and I can take it on the go. Yes. And I want to take Afterbirth, and they're not going to give me a platinum, but I'm going to beat <laughs> the crap out of that game all over again. Yeah, the, it's funny you you mentioned the analog sticks because on the the Switch ones are like an upgraded version of the new 3DS ones. Not the three, not the three DS, but right, new three DS. Yeah. Like they feel like an upgraded version of that, which a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is this is so much better," and it's it's like a smaller, more precise version of of, of yeah. this controller. Uh, I will say that uh, I've been having played the Switch uh, for uh, what the past uh, month and a half, month or so. Yeah. Uh, I went back and was playing um, uh, PS4 for the games games of the gold, and that controller I don't like. Really, I like this controller better. But that, well, you're off center guy too, so yeah. Is is that part of it? No, no. It's actually the what, thickness. What is it? It's the thickness of these, huh? Because I have small hands, and these are like these were like meant for my hands. Like I can wrap around it, and it's perfect. And the others are just they're a little bulkier. Um, but okay. it's just because it's just because of my hands. See, that's that's how I want to play most games. But yeah. Oh yeah. But this but controller. Af- but Afterbirth. This controller is totally worth it. If you're playing, if you're playing the Switch, this takes the Switch and makes it and takes it from oh, it's a mobile hybrid thing to okay, this is just this is a home console that I take elsewhere. Right. Uh, it really it makes it feel when you're playing with that controller, it makes it feel like you're playing a regular console, and it makes it makes it a big boy thing. Uh, speaking of big boy things. <laughs> Uh, so there's a new Marvel uh, Marvel Heroes game that's coming out to PlayStation 4. And our headline is, eh, don't get excited about it because it's free to play. Yep. And it's it's apparently it's apparently been on PC for a while. Yeah. So it's it's uh, Mar- Marvel Heroes Omega, I believe. And uh, the the trailer was interesting and I was like, okay, there's there's a Marvel superhero game and these look like I I like it when they're not tied into the to the MCU sure. because the MCU. I like Marvel movies. Yeah. But they lost me when they took Civil War, and they didn't do Civil War. Yeah. yeah. 
That, um, that made me angry. And I'm not even that much of a comics guy. But Civil War is the best story arc I have ever read in comics. It's an amazing... And they didn't do it. Yeah, it's an amazing look at... at, at uh, at personal freedom and and identity and how do you deal with that in crisis and, and, and gray areas yeah. because uh, Civil War takes something that is that is a very gray area and makes it where you have to decide mm-hmm. and makes it black and white yeah. and I really wish that they brought uh, Robot Thor in so that <laughs> so that I could just uh, feel free yeah. to punch in the face anybody who's Team Iron Man. So, anyway, uh, if you... <laughs> it's if another you, discussion. It, it is a completely... Di- yeah. At, okay, at some point, we're going to do, like, a full spoiler discussion mm-hmm. on Civil War. because Because that, that that story is so amazing, and there's, there's so much in there that I love. And Spider-Man. Yeah. His his oh, yeah. his arc, his emotional, all of his things that go on there, and anything a spider can in such oh, a that small moment. in such a small amount of time, they were able to nail Spider Man in a more perfectly than anyone else has. Yeah, yeah. But on to on to, to different news. We were talking about Bulletstorm uh, yes. earlier, and like I said, I've I played this game a lot on on Xbox 360, and I really I really liked it. I I, I touted it as one of my favorite shooters to play at the time. Um, and then uh, Borderlands and everything took over. Uh, but actually, Borderlands is for anyways. But uh, so the Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition uh, has released, and uh, Gearbox was going to partner with uh, G2A, right. uh, which is a uh, for their Steam release. They're partnered with them. Mm-hmm. So if you want a Steam key, then it actually goes through G2A. Who is a uh, a Steam key reseller or a game key reseller? Right, and they do not have a a sterling reputation. Is the best way to say it. Yeah, the, put it this way: you can buy insurance for your game key. So if your game key turns out to be fraudulent or stolen, then you can get your money back. Yeah, I don't need insurance thing, for that. Yeah, if. If it I, I, I'll buy my game and you give me a game. Yeah, you didn't give me a game. I get my money back. So yeah, this give this, me this company game. has has had a lot of a lot of scandals, a lot of uh, instances of of finding out that these games were actually bought with stolen credit card numbers yep. and then tried to be resold. And like, it is a massive, yeah. massive PR uh, snafu on yeah. on on the case of Gearbox. They they chose to do this. They chose to partner with mm-hmm. this, despite. If, if you Google that name, that yeah. company name, the first result that comes up is talking about how they're a bad company. Yeah. And I, I, I don't understand why Gearbox didn't... I feel like there should have been some additional press that came out before that. Yeah. For, for, Gear, for Gearbox to specifically say... Hey, uh, even if they even if they phrase it in the business way of saying, Gearbox is partnered with the new brand of G two A, which is which is being you know re rebooted. So essentially, the grand under reopening, new management. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, the grand reopening under new management style thing of basically being like, Hey, this is a new thing. We respect the company enough that we're going to do that to acknowledge it with while while not right. acknowledging. It would have right. been done. A, a and better. so what what actually happened the overall timeline is they announced the partnership and then they got a lot of blowback from the community um and then they said okay well we're gonna give g2a 24 hours to change their 
basic business philosophy and program. And then they said, and G2A went, nah, man, we're, we're, we're making lots of money. We, we don't even need you guys. They, yeah. they said nothing. And Gearbox went, well, since they're not going to be nice about it, we're going to drop this partnership. Yep. And uh, I think they gave Pitch, them, Pitchford came in. Yeah, they gave them like, what, 48 hours or something? Like, it was a very yeah. short amount of time. But 20, 24? 24 okay, hours. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't do business. We could do business decisions in 24 <laughs> well, hours because yeah. it's the two of us. Yeah. But, like, so so they, they they set up a bad deal. They got they got hit for the bad deal. Yep. They said, oh, well, let's set up some thing that's not going to be met, and then we'll look like the good no. It it was it was it was a it was a bad business deal and yeah. they're it, I'm 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 disappointed that they, they did this. Yeah. I, I still I still plan to buy uh I'm, I'm buying to, I'm full, I'm gonna buy Boltstorm yeah. because yeah. it looks like fun. It is. It's but, a blast. This this is a this is another uh, choice of Gearbox to work with a company that maybe was not a good idea. This has happened to them before, and they need they need to learn. Um, I, I love Gearbox. I yeah. love their I love their properties mm-hmm. mostly. Yeah, but a lot of their a lot of their business decisions are, are pretty questionable, and this is another example of that. Yeah, and uh, I think it's unfortunate. Like I said, I think that communication beforehand would have been better. But at the same time, because those business practices hadn't been cleared up beforehand, mm-hmm. it was. I think it was really, really bad, uh, bad timing. And I don't know if um, I don't know if they were thinking of this of of this as an afterthought, because they were thinking more of the console market. I, I really don't know. Uh, why that oversight happened yeah. but, it, but it is unfortunate it is unfortunate um, and I, I'm still going to buy the game uh, on PS4 um, but but yeah interesting interesting stuff so uh, spe- speaking of stolen credit cards though yeah um, GameStop the website mm-hmm. uh, between sep- September and February uh, the, the credit card information that was given to GameStop during that time was hacked uh, this was reported by I think Kebble Security or yeah. somebody uh, last earlier in the week, and then GameStop eventually acknowledged it. Krebs on Krebs security, on security. Um, and and GameStop has acknowledged this and said, "Yeah, this this is a thing, and that that is the credit card information is is up to and including the code on the back, which you got to protect that. Yeah. So um, if 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 your credit card was used on the GameStop website during that time period." Uh, not at the stores. At the stores, is, it seems to be fine. Stores, but, it's um, online. Yeah. So if you use the GameStop website, you need to double check with your with your credit card company yep. or your bank or whoever, yep. and and make sure that your info is safe. Yeah. And okay, maybe maybe it's just me and my uh, my personality and the way that I do things. Um, I just say get a new credit card. Yeah. As in as in just tell them, hey, I think I'm pretty sure this was compromised. Um, yeah. And and they will give you a new card, and then just call every or not call because we're not in the 1990s here. Nope. Go on the internet and just set up, up and update your, your info, and then you're good. Yeah. I had to do that uh, with uh, I, I uh, lost a debit card, mm-hmm. and so I went without a debit card for a week, which sucked. But then I got my new debit card, and I just updated everything. And then every now and then I forget one, and I'm like, ah, crap. Yeah. Don't turn off my power. <laughs> I updated Netflix. I updated Netflix. That was my yeah. first one to update. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely 
clean that up if if uh, if you're part of that. Um, See, we we should have segued from from Gearbox's mm-hmm. weird decision yeah. to Atlas's weird. We decision. should have because we can do that right now. Because there is a weird decision. So Atlas um, issued a statement when uh, Persona 5 came out saying, Hey, everybody, be nice and don't spoil games. And don't stream anything after the uh, on the in-game date of uh, July... What is it? July 7th. Yeah. So basically... Man, uh, you can't talk for Jack. No, I can't. Um, so yes, July 7th. You're right. So basically saying, all right, well... Um, uh, don't stream anything after that date in the school year. So, question, Patrick. Yep. Is this the <clears throat> same game that they released six months ago in another country? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want... Okay. And I, I tweeted at them on this. <laughs> if you don't want... If I don't want spoilers, that's on me. Yes. I shouldn't go and watch a stream of a game if I don't want spoilers. Yeah. Also... Your game takes like 60 to 80 hours to play. I okay, if I'm sitting and watching yeah. a 60 to 80 60 to 80 hours of streaming, yeah. I wasn't going to buy the game anyway. Like this is this is Nintendo levels of yeah. of obliviousness as far as how this works. Mm-hmm. So, um uh just like I did with uh what was the Kojima game that with the 5 Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes my brain turns off. Mid-show, <laughs> you can watch that happen. Uh, yeah, I, I bought that used yep. because I did not want to give Konami money for that. Yeah. Atlas, I, I love you. You yeah. are one of my favorite publishers, but this is not acceptable. Yeah. You, you, this, this is just... It, it isn't acceptable. Totally move. Yeah, it isn't acceptable. It's 2017. And I'm, yeah, I'm using that. It's 2017, people. I shouldn't have to... I shouldn't have to um, get up to change channels, and I shouldn't have to change out discs or whatever, and I shouldn't have to worry about what I can and cannot stream because, yeah, that, because is a, that is a, that is a an ecosystem that is separate from the separate but but integrated with gaming hmm. because I, I feel I've felt streaming from the get go is the best way to market free marketing. Uh, for your game, because if it looks interesting enough, yeah, people are gonna buy it. And if they, if people aren't gonna buy it, they weren't gonna buy it anyways. Yeah. Unless you have a really bad product, then they're not gonna buy it. So if your product is good, then stream the heck out of it, and people will play it. The, the Mario other... Kart's a great example of that uh, Angry Joe streamed playing Mario Kart, and yeah. and at the time, Nintendo just took every single one of his videos down. It was flagging him the other the other thing about this is atlas said that not only were they going to flag the videos for content but they were going to do like the full-on we will shut your channel down yeah for copyright it's like so no yeah you can't you can't do that i have not i have not heard of that actually happening but that was what the, that was the yeah. level there for which people, they were threatening people who had paid for their game yeah there are people who've gotten the full hard copyright strike you can't have your channel completely shut down by one Example. Okay. Uh, uh, there is a there are different levels of, of copyright on YouTube that they, you can use. The one okay. that we get hit most with is content is, ID. Is the monetized. Yeah. Sa- the content ID saying, "Hey, that content is mine, but I'm letting you use it." Um, okay. So that doesn't take the video down. The uh, you can you can issue a uh, copyright uh, uh, strike and take the video down. Okay, that was what they're talking. Not the not the channel, but they would just take the video. But when they take your video down, if you get too many, if you get, I think if you get three of those within a certain time frame, your your channel's gone. 
So if you put out separate videos like I do for Zelda, yeah. and they decided to copyright strike all of your videos, you could be taken down permanently. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you'd have to figure out between you and, and YouTube on that. And I've seen people go through this on YouTube, mm-hmm. where once that happens, your channel is is not even searchable, it's not visible, anything, until yeah. that's cleared up. And that person may come back, and you're in like and, a probationary for- period, but if you have a product that you're sending, putting out there, we have, mm-hmm. we have multiple uh, shows that we're doing every week, uh, and you have a product like that, uh, if you go away for a couple months, yeah, yeah, that's that's detrimental. It's horrible. So, I yeah. think this is this is horrible business practice. <clears throat> Another thing that's horrible. Speaking business of horrible business practices, <laughs> uh, all right. So Steam, uh, they they went from the from the green light to the direct, and now they're they're trying to explain more of yeah. more of how that's going to work. And so uh, now they're talking about fake games. Yep. That that is in quotes because that is exactly the wording fake that they news. use. Fake news. Someday you're gonna see me punch him on camera. <laughs> um, so yeah, so St- Steam has said, "Hey, we don't want any to buy anybody to buy fake games, yep. but we have. Them. But you're still hosting them, <laughs> the, and you're still requesting yeah. money for these games that you know are BS. Yeah, the curation involved, uh, which Steam in in the idea." Of let's open up the floodgates to no, that's right. Everybody. Their idea was let's open it up to everybody so your game can be on Steam. And what you do in that case is you've opened it up for everybody to be on Steam. And asset flippers are the biggest, biggest uh, uh, abusers of this. Yeah. I mean, if you have a game, um, and I've seen some games that were college projects that someone threw on on yeah. Steam, well, and um, specifically like they're free. Yeah, I'm like, how cool is that? Because then you can make your game, put it out on on Steam, and specifically put in your description, "Hey, I just made this. I'm learning how to make games." Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. But when you're when you have a an LLC and you have a company and you're like, "This is how I make money," and you're charging two dollars a game and it's an asset flip. Yeah, no. and so like there, there there are levels to this, and there there's a lot of nuance. There there is a substantial gray area. Yeah, but. Um, and Colin Moriarty, formerly of Kind of Funny Games, has, has talked a lot about this. He says, okay, you, PlayStation needs to do this, Xbox needs to do this, yeah. uh, Steam needs to do this. Have like 20 people, mm-hmm. a, a panel of yeah. people who are going through and they're saying, you know, is, is this a game? Is this for literally anyone? Yeah. And like the, the, the Conan penis flopping game, like it's, it's broken. But it's funny. It's funny and it's, it's an, entertaining. It's also and it's an early access. It's 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 an early access. So like there there are games that are that are weird and quirky yeah. and at the least interesting. Yes. But there is a whole different category of like the life of Black Panther or whatever mm-hmm. that shouldn't have been anywhere near the PlayStation. Yeah. And they hosted a video on their channel. Yeah. Did nobody watch that? <laughs> like this this is this is this is this is broken. It's yes. bad. Yes. And I'm 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 still I'm still in the negative on Steam on this because yeah. because you are still profiting from people who are ripping off your customers. Yes. As a business, your your two things, mm-hmm. three things, is you are to make a profit, mm-hmm. you are to protect your employees, and you are to protect your customers from fraudulent practices. That's exactly right. And uh, that actually is going to segue as I continue to talk about this. Uh, the we we're starting to recommend a YouTube channel 
uh, yes. every single week. Uh, and my recommended YouTube channel uh, uh, this week is Jimquisition because Jim Sterling is amazing. And uh, Jim has been talking about this and and and, and calling and, and game makers out. Yeah, calling on, calling no. to the point where one of them one of them uh, tried to sue him for millions of dollars. And yep. you can you can and check that, that out. No longer exists exactly. because they weren't making good games to begin yeah. with. Yeah. So uh, what I what I love about Jim though is that that he tackles these tackles these ideas in in a very uh, interesting way. He will critique a game. And okay, if it's and explain why it's bad, not yeah. not just dismiss it as this is bad. He's like, okay, this is why. Yeah. And if you're charging for a game on on any platform, it needs to be held to a certain level of critique. Yeah. Uh, not only does he do that, he talks about the gaming business uh, in a very granular way and, and and business practices. And it's one of those people that that I like to to look up to in regards to. Uh, the way that he that he tackles issues and the way that he can dissect issues uh, is one of my favorite people to do that. Uh, he is working with Steam right now. Uh, has been working with Steam uh, on trying to figure out a better way to cultivate uh, this because essentially he bashed them for for their we don't like fake games but here's fake games so like he is yeah. apparently it was enough that Steam that he's talking to uh, to them about uh, uh, cultivating games and how do, how do we do this better. Yeah. How to do this better uh, for for a community, and obviously, if he's making that big enough impact uh, for that, um, he's worth your view. Not that he needs our views, but uh, check him out because he's awesome. There you go. Yeah. Um, we also have a release date for Agents of Mayhem, which is August sixteenth, and that's the game that's within the Saints universe, but it's kind of not. It, it's it's a weird game. It, yeah, it looks it looks very strange, and uh, it's everything we'll that I that don't goes. like. It's everything I don't like about the Saints Row franchise, because I'm OG Saints Row fan, right? And to me, this is just you say OG, I say hipster. Okay, you want to call it hipster? That's fine, because I like. I, yes, I liked Saints Row before it was cool, but it's not about liking it before it was cool. It's the original, the original the concept. Concept yeah. was great. They they took the idea of the whole GTA thing, which they, Mafia did the same thing. Many mm -hmm. other games did, and they and they gave you a it's different a version. Box. Of it. it is, and the Saints Row version of it was, you know what? We're not going to do the organized crime, uh, Cosa Nostra Italian style, which is what at the time Grand Theft Auto was doing. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to go with the American, uh, the Hispanic culture, and the and the African American culture, the blood scripts, all these different things mm -hmm. in regards to their their uh, version of not version of. The, the crime that comes out of, of that as opposed to right. the Italian... Start, starting at street level and going yes, up. Yes, yeah, but yeah. As, as opposed to starting at street level for an Italian gang. They're like, all right, let's talk about it in a different way. We're throwing this West Coast, we're having these, these different types of, of, of cultures and peoples and different yeah. types of gangs uh, in, in regards to that. And you have gang territory, which at the time Grand Theft Auto went into just a little bit. But there you have like defined maps where you're like, no, this is this is Saints this, territory. This is, my this is mine, and you can start taking them over. Yeah. And it was really cool. Um, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. And then they then they had um, giant purple bats. Yeah, but <laughs> they also had super a car. car. Yes, that you could shoot people out of a cannon. Yes, and Saints Row Three. Okay, I I, I played Saints Row Two for like two hours. Okay. 
and I was done. Really? Saints Row 3, I went all the way through, beat everything, yeah. took over the entire entirety of Steelport. I, I loved it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, um, so th there, there are different ideas of that. But uh, Agents of Mayhem is going to be something kind of in the same area. But, uh, but yeah, we, we don't we don't have those quite yet. Yeah. Um, I was just double checking. I haven't seen. I was looking to see if Saints Row Two is backwards compatible yet, but it isn't yet. Nope. I hope that it will be. It's one of those games that I've I've still got. Uh, and yeah, but if so, if somebody had played Saints Row the Third and Saints Row Four, and then they went back to Saints Row Two, that's not going to be what you expect. That's what I expect. Because <laughs> you played it. <laughs> anyway, so the last thing that we have on uh -huh. our on our uh, docket today yes. is is NBA Playground. Yes, and this game looks like so much fun. Like, cause EA by by getting exclusivity on the licenses, they made them all Sims. Yes, and so like they they, they have they have hockey and rugby and yep. basketball yep. and football and others. Yeah, and, 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 and so the, so they so they went into the sim one, and so we 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 haven't been able to get like uh, NBA Jam and NFL Blitz and uh, was Base the, Wars yeah. and like the what was the NBA uh, was it Street Jam the one where you yeah. were, like it was like NBA Jams but you were playing you were playing it it's like NBA, it's it's NBA Street okay yeah yeah because that yeah. was fun yeah and those are fun and like they're they're kind of goofy kind of silly like superpowers yeah. and and big head mode and yeah. all that kind of stuff and so i'm i'm excited about this i think yes uh we i don't think we have a release date or anything for it no, they I just said one. this is coming soon yeah. and it's it's coming all the platforms and i'm looking forward to it I, i'm looking forward to it because i um i don't follow sports I know they exist. I know how they work. I know the rules. Uh, for the most part, I can keep up unless you get into really granular, weird rules. But uh, if I'm watching a game, I'm fine. I can keep up with it and everything. It's just not uh, It's not my cup of tea for something I follow. But you you give me a game that's that where I can play and I can feel like I'm... It's not the granular, like, subtlety of, like, FIFA. Yeah. But where I can do ridiculous, like... You know, ridiculous flips while I dunk, and really show the person I'm dunking. Or maybe you could like drive a car at a giant soccer ball and yes. bounce it off the ceiling while you fly with rockets through the it's, air. I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, uh, example of taking a, an, an in-world concept and doing something that's just completely bonkers with it. Yeah, and in just a beautiful and, and, way, and not restricting yourself to what humans yeah. can do. The ex the, that's I mean, fun. The so whole, it's, it's 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 playing sports yeah. games with superheroes. Yeah, the whole NBA, he's on fire. Yeah, because that was what's Boom, his face. Shakalaka. That was what's his face said that like in games. Yeah, as in like, man, he has just got it today. And, and then they took that and were like, yeah. we're gonna make it what so your ball lights on fire. fire. <laughs> what, if, what if that ball caught on fire? That yeah. doesn't and, make any sense, but it's amazing. And and, and my, my favorite part of NBA Jam is when you when you do the slam and the backboard shatters oh, and you fall to the ground and then three seconds later the backboard's back that was the coolest thing back in the day because <laughs> when that started happening i remember when that started that's that's what propelled shaq's career because it sure as hell wasn't free throws uh but propelling his career i know he wasn't the first person to do it but right but he started doing that and and it became such a thing that it was in commercials, it was in Taco Bell commercials. Yeah. Uh, there was a Shaquille O'Neal, and I owned it. There's a Shaquille O'Neal 
backboard and like it was shack and he could dunk and it would break the backboard it was a toy you could buy that would break the backboard into pieces Who, whoever his pr manager is right well I mean, done i mean he got he was in i mean right after that he was in two horrible movies and he had his own video game. He had his own video game that 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 is also horrible. Yes, like that that that's kind of the running theme here. My, is my biggest problem with it though was when they were like, all right, we're gonna do a steel movie, right? I'm I'm a, I'm a comic book nerd. I was yep. a comic book nerd at the time. Steel was when Superman died. There were all these people who were like, I'm gonna be the next Superman, and some of them literally said, I am Superman. Yeah. But Steel was literally a guy who was like, you know what? I'm going to step up. I'm going to fill this gap. I'm not Superman, but I'm going to do this as a human. That's what that movie is? That's not what that movie is, though. But that's what the property was. It's like the Catwoman. Oh. So, so have you seen have you seen Steel? Parts of it. Okay. So that's not what the movie was, though. That's but, who he was but, in the comic book. Right. But, he was, okay, so, so I, I knew these two as separate entities. Yes. I didn't realize that. Just like Catwoman, the Catwoman Halle Berry movie has nothing to do with Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of does. So they took the idea of, well, what if we have uh, a really big African-American guy with steel armor and he uses a, a sledgehammer and we'll just make that a superhero. But in, in the... In the DC universe, he was—he had previously been rescued by Superman. Yeah, and it was like, oh, you know, this guy's so he great. Was, he was inspired by by what Superman—not not even by Superman himself, but by what Superman represents. Yes, and then Superman died, and he's like, I'm gonna step up. Yeah, people need to know that there is still good in this world. Yeah, and he made this armor and these jetpacks on your feet that don't make any sense, and and it was like, this is so cool. So when they were like, we're gonna do a steel movie. It disappointed me as a child because I thought that I thought we were going to get this this character and it was not that. No, no. definitely not. So uh, between that and Kazam, <laughs> yeah. it's over. It's over. I'm glad he made money because I mean, I, I'm hopefully he invested I, right. I, I like <laughs> I like him as a comedic figure. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm I'm not going to buy anything that you make except except I mean I kept buying Taco Bell. But I was see I was I was a fan when I was a kid because it's like oh that's so cool he's so he dunked so hard the backboard broke and you know I'm like seven years old and, and like, you don't realize oh. that your like your goal is to put the ball in yeah. like ha- hanging on to it when you're 480 something like that <laughs> 380 that's, that's yeah. not a, Way too, way too heavy for that little hinge and the yeah. pressure that it puts on the on the the plexiglass whatever yeah and it's. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, it was so cool anyway, at the so, time. So anyway, Shaq Shaq is is not sponsoring us, nor will he be appearing on the Twitch channel. Uh, we're starting with the topic of the episode show, so you guys can weigh in and start the conversation rolling uh, as we start talking about the news. Every single week, we give you a topic uh, that is the topic of the week, and then uh, give you a chance to talk to us about what your favorites of that is, and then we talk about what our favorites of that thing right. is. So our topic of the episode show for this week is in-game items. Yes. And and so we're going to be talking about different, different things that we like, different creative things. And uh, one of the first ones, responses we have is uh, Jake the Snake. Uh, from Twitter says Star Egg from Super Mario RPG because there's nothing better than guaranteed 100 damage to all your enemies even if you're under level. 
And like I like I like stuff like that 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 kind of allows you to hack into like do something special yeah. in a game if you really know what you're doing. Um, those are fun and and like special special hacks I guess that are in the game and it's like Just checking this... our sound while we're talking. Yeah. Okay. But I, I I appreciate that they that they can give you like an OP item and then yeah. be like use it properly. Like I like that and. Uh, so one of one of my items is is going to be from Final Fantasy VI. No surprise to longtime fans of the yeah. show, but uh, the cursed shield in Final Fantasy VI is something that you pick up. Like you go into you go into a city and there's an old guy laying on a bed and he's like, "Man, I'm sick as heck. Take this shield." And you take the shield and when you're when you have this shield equipped, it has like terrible stat, like lower than nothing stats. And uh, and it gives you every status ailment in the game. <laughs> so you have to you have to be like wearing a ribbon and accept that you have to beat every battle in fifty seconds or less, or else you're the person with it equipped just dies. Okay, I've not I've not encountered that. No, you have obviously. Um, um, but okay, but that's funny. If you take that item uh -huh. through two hundred and fifty five battles successfully, you uncurse the shield. Okay. And it becomes the most powerful shield in the game, and it teaches you Ultima. Okay, that's cool. That is really cool. That is really cool. I like and it's and it's one of those it's one of those things that like when you encounter something like that in a game that's that's weird and doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're like, I know there's something else here, mm -hmm. and so I, I like the I like the idea of of especially back then, back before we had you know you could just type in the internet, WTF is up with the cursed shield. Yeah. And you have your answer yeah. that that people were, well, I mean, there's got to be a reason for this, right? And and uh, why I like would he that. give me this? And eventually, why does this there thing is. exists. Yeah. yeah, and and so I, I like stuff like that. I, I think uh, I also like I like items that, like you said, they appear to be more uh, more than they are. I also like really like crafting. And okay. a good example of both of those at the same time is the big Goron sword uh, from Ocarina of Time, which I didn't know. Yep. Like I, I'd beaten Ocarina of Time probably one and a half times by that time. Mm -hmm. I was still in uh, what uh, was freshman year in high school, and someone mentioned, "Oh, did you get the big sword?" And I'm like, "You're an idiot. It's called the Master Sword." And yeah. they're like, "No, there's this, there's this other sword." Um, and this was like early. This is early days of the internet, and I found a page with step by step on how to do it. But and that sword is awesome. Sword is awesome. Uh, got it, uh, and it took it took forever to get, but it was really cool to go through that adventure. Mm -hmm. um, if you had the strategy guide, it was in there as well. But I didn't have the strategy guide. Uh, but I also really like I like crafting uh, in games, um, and I feel like that kind of goes into this as well uh, when you have. Uh, certain items that allow you to, to craft. Uh, one of the items that came to mind was the Herodric cube in uh, Diablo. Diablo too, yeah. Because you can, uh, because it works as a, as a crafting element. It works as like a forging element. And and, and as an eat your equipment. Yes, eat your equipment. Upgrade your gems. Like there's 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 a lot of cool things yeah. to it. And you know it upgrades the gems. It gives you a reason to be hoarding gems because once you get the Herodric cube, you yeah. just start tossing them in there and upgrade them and everything. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, Chris White also mentioned the Sheepinator from from Ratchet and Clank, which yeah. turns your enemies in, yeah. into sheep. That's cool. We're 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 about that. Yeah, I like um, 
And I'm, I'm glad we've spent, other than the, the big Goron sword, we've been talking about items, not really weapons, because we can go on about like favorite weapons. Right, that, that, that's, that's, another, that's a different category. That's another topic. But um, I, I also I like, uh, I also like, and I know you do as well, uh, games that give me a, an item that tells me more about the world. And things one thing we really like about Dark Souls yeah. and those games. Um, and Dark Souls does it very well. It's not the first one to do that, but uh, but it, either either with item descriptions or with a with a an item name or maybe it's just a location. I think that's kind of cool. It gives the world like a lived-in uh, feeling. Yeah. Um, if if you if you are playing those type of games, that is. Yeah, and I I, I like the idea because it, it presents the idea that this is a real world mm -hmm. that these that these items have history yeah. i really like the uh there's a mask in neo mm -hmm. and i have i have crafted every mask that i wore after this to look the same because you can do that in neo it's it's the 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 boss mask from the demo yes it's, it's like this horrible old lady with giant horns and and she's just scary as crap and so it's really funny because in in like cutscenes you'll be wearing that equipment and so i like going into these like serious battle planning and negotiations and like a demon wearing <laughs> wearing this demon not only a scary demon but yeah. giant Ridiculous and and probably really awkward and inconvenient horns. <laughs> I like the idea of him having to like duck through doors. And that's 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 fun to me. That's awesome. When you when you mentioned that for completely off topic, I just thought of it follows. Did you see that movie? No. Okay. It's good. Is like it. that's that's the one where there's an American one and a <sighs> not American one. No. Right? Um, no, it follows as an independent horror movie. Are you thinking of let the right one in? Yeah, yes, that's that's good. Don't, don't watch the American different. One. Yeah, don't watch the American one. <laughs> no, this is an American um, uh, American horror movie, independent movie. Okay, and uh, uh, not spoilers for it. Uh, uh, it's it, like it, the premise in the very like couple first minutes is that um, that there is this thing uh -huh. that can take a shape, any shape, uh -huh. and it keeps uh, and it is going to continue to walk towards you. Okay. If it touches you, you die. Okay. Forever, constantly, just just at a, at a at a walking pace. Okay. And if it if it catches up to you, you die. Okay. But you can pass it along if you have sex with somebody, and then that person is now following. Okay. So what about like international travel? It's gonna get, it's gonna do it. Okay. It's it's not it's not human, so it would just be walking. I assume on or underwater and yeah. eventually get to you and it, it can go through walls and stuff yeah it, it, uh, it cannot you know i don't know if it can no it can't but it'll bash through them okay so, so anyway that's not an end game item it is um, not but, but okay so next week's topic is going to be something kind of similar and we're going to talk about magical spells yes because i i, I love magic builds that's that's one of my yep. favorite things and so tell us about magical spells that you enjoy mm -hmm. Whether they're because like a lot of the items that we liked are because they're weird or useful yeah. in a quirky way. Yeah. And so tell us about your favorite magical spells in games, however you interpret that, and we will talk about that. Yes. With you next week. Yay.